It's like a reboot of all my children. The John McMullen Show. Gather around, drama queens. Here's John. Well, we have been hearing about how the infection rate, as far as the coronavirus goes, is dropping. And the number of people who are taking up intensive care beds in hospitals is dropping. The number of people finally able to get vaccinations is growing. All of these are great trends. But one of the ones that hits closest to home for so many is to do with the job market and our local economy. And we hear about the economy all the time on a national basis and sometimes on a statewide basis. But today I wanted to take a closer look at what's happening right here close to home in the Coachella Valley because we have so many jobs that have been impacted here. So many people working in hospitality and food service related jobs uh, that people have been laid off long term. Some people have been out of work for almost a year now. It's hard to believe it's been a year since we started really talking about this thing with some fervor. And I remember a lot of people saying, no, oh, it's just going to last for a few weeks, maybe a month, month and a half or so, and we'll be past it. That's not what happened. And one of the organizations that has been instrumental in trying to keep up with the business community and help them stay afloat is the Coachella Valley Economic Partnership. So I invited our friend Laura James, who is the Vice President of Innovation at CVEP, to join us today and to talk with us about where we are in terms of a report card on the jobs today versus where they were a year ago, the jobs today versus where we anticipate it's going to get us in the short term and later this year, and how we're doing here. And we'll talk a little later on in this hour about some of the specific jobs that are available here. But I also wanted to ask Laura about uh, the best sectors for you to find work if you are somebody who has now been long-term out of work. So let's start by saying hi, Laura. And where are we at in terms of like unemployment numbers in the Coachella Valley now versus a year ago? Well, hi, John, and thanks for the um, optimistic information that you provided in your introduction there. You know, things are looking better, and they are looking better on the employment front, too. This is the first time in almost a year that I have felt some optimism for our local businesses and our local job seekers. So it's a good feeling. Yeah, I mean... It's nice to know, but we're not through the woods yet. So any any movement we are making on putting people back to work is is good news. It's very good news. You know, last uh, summer we did a projection that looked at unemployment numbers that they, they weren't, you know, these are lagging numbers, right? So when I get numbers from the Employment Development Department, their Labor Market Information Division, they're they're trailing by about a month or more. 
from what is really happening in real time. So we were trying to project what was really happening in real time. So back in May, we estimated that there was about 32% unemployment in the Valley. 32? Which is... That's off the charts. Off the charts. I mean, did did we even come close to that in, like, outside of maybe places like Coachella or Mecca during the... Uh, 2008 period when we went through that horrible recession? No, not even close. Outside of maybe some some pockets of higher unemployment. You know, and it's always hard when you aggregate these numbers and try and assign one number to a big region where obviously, you know, Indian Wells is very different from the town next door and, and things like that. Right. But yeah, 30, 32% is just something that was unheard of and it, it doesn't even compare to what was projected for the state or even the county. You know, the county only got up to about 15%, uh, and we were looking at numbers, you know, over 30% last summer. So the good news, if we want to think about the good news, um, back in the Great Recession, you know, Riverside County, and I don't have individual city data there, so I'm looking more broadly at the county, got up to also about a 15% unemployment rate. So we can say that things got hit pretty evenly, although they were very different types of jobs that were lost back then. It was jobs that were traditionally held by men. They were in housing and construction and things like that. And this time around, of course, women have been very disproportionately affected, and we can maybe talk about that in a little bit. So there were very different kinds of jobs that were lost, but we're recovering them much much faster. So this is the really good news. I looked back at the Great Recession numbers, and it took us about five years to get the county down to a 9% unemployment rate. And that's where we are right now. In the most current, up-to-date county numbers that we have, we're at about 9%. Okay. And so, you know, to say that we did this in less than a year instead of a long, drawn-out five years is pretty good, right? It is good. So that's something that we can feel good about. Yeah, it, that's good news, and especially when you take into account the fact that the pandemic is still technically ongoing. That's right. That's right. But I think we're going to start seeing some other things happen that help job seekers. You know, hotels are now open at 100% capacity if they're able to do so safely. How do they define that? That's brand new. Uh, That's a good question. That would be a a good question for someone in the hospitality sector. I'm like Miss Big Picture Thinker here, but I do know that it's been less than a week that they've been permitted to operate at 100% capacity. And last weekend, President's Day weekend, we saw some hotels operating with Beds that were full up to about 80%. So, you know, finally we're talking about hotel beds being full instead of hospital beds being completely full, which is really good for our region. This means some of these hospitality jobs are going to start coming back at a much quicker pace. Well, and I I have to imagine that Palm Springs will be quick to recover insofar as, uh, as the fact that there's a lot of people from around our region that are within two and a half, three hours drive who want to get out. 
they are tired of being yeah. locked down, and this is close enough by. It's uh, a nearby resort area, and it's a good place for people to go without having to get on an airplane, which a lot of people, I think, are still feeling very uh, shaky about uh, because of where we are, you know, with not having everybody vaccinated yet. So uh, that would stand to reason that the hospitality sector is going to start to come back. And we had heard uh, this past week from uh, Palm Springs City Councilman Jeff Kors had talked about the fact that it was very busy with the hotels in downtown Palm Springs this past week. And it's only been the last Mm -hmm. few weeks that places like the Hotel Zoso have even reopened at all since first closing uh, about a year ago. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just anecdotally, I was up in the high desert over the weekend and stopped through, you know, Joshua Tree and 29 Palms and Pioneer Town. Even we popped up there for a moment. And I've never seen so many people in Pioneer Town, not even for some of their big festival, you know, big for yeah. Pioneer Town standards. Their big festivals is that there were people everywhere and they were all very clearly from Los Angeles. You know, you can tell. Yeah, because um, they weren't so- wearing a mask. <laughs> No, you would be very pleasantly surprised that every we didn't go indoors anywhere. We were just outdoors. Yeah. And everyone was masked. People seemed to be kind of congregating only with the groups of people that they rode up in their car with. Yeah. But there were cars parked for miles up and down the road. People just wanted to, I think, get out of the city and see some blue sky. And, you know, anyone who's traveling up there is probably coming down to Palm Springs for their hotel and their dinner and things like that. So that's good for our region as a whole. Probably. And and that's really good news to hear that uh, everybody understands or a lot more people now understand that we get to do this when we do what we need to do to be safe. Um, You were mentioning (laughs) that women were disproportionately affected uh, by these job cutbacks um, maybe you could uh, shed some more light on that for us. Yeah, it's sort of a dual reason that that has happened, or maybe even more than two reasons. First of all, women tend to hold, and, and especially even minority women, tend to hold a lot of the hospitality jobs. People who are working in hotels and restaurants, a lot of times these are women because these jobs tend to have flexible hours that women can work, you know, when their kids are at school or what have you. Housekeeping and food service mm -hmm. and things like that, yeah. Exactly. And so the the other problem is that schools close and somebody has to stay home if they're at all able to. And make sure that especially the little ones can get on their Zooms and get through their assignments. And when you have, hopefully you're fortunate enough to have two earners in a house, and many times people don't. But even if there are two earners in a house and what you're picking, who's going to stay home, it's going to be the person who probably with the lower wage job, right? Because you want to try and bring in as much income to the home as you can. So women have been leaving the workforce in order to stay home and help their kids get through their educational year. So two two things working against women here. Yeah, I think that it's really important to look at the fact that, I mean, in that situation has remained ongoing too, and yet we have shaved over 20%, uh, uh, well, I should say two-thirds 
of the 31% or whatever that we were talking about as an unemployment number off in under a year. So um, do you think for the most part businesses are back to, you know, to the level where they can feel confident that they can rehire their workforce? I, I think that they probably are. I don't think that we're going to see any more of this yo-yo stuff that we saw in 2020, where, you know, you're, you're open, you've rehired your staff, you've brought everyone back, and then all of a sudden you're closed again three days later. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that we're going to see any more of that. I think that, um, you know, politics outside of it, I think that our administration in the state is, is very cautious right now of public opinion and for any number of reasons and the lawsuits they're moving forward. So I think they're um, on a path that's going to be consistent. And I think most business owners are feeling that. Laura James from CVEP. I'd like to have another conversation with you perhaps next week and we can pick up on, on this. I'm going to share with our listeners some jobs that are available across sectors and here in the Coachella Valley. But uh, I would like to pick up from a place where we were talking just recently with Eduardo Garcia about the hope for things like the bandwidth and the education being expanded here in the Valley, because I know that those are big CVEP priorities as well. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, John. Talk with you soon. That's Laura James from the Coachella Valley Economic Partnership. You can get more information from CVEP at cvep.com. Stay with us. This is the John McMullen Show. We'll continue in a moment.